This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. What is up, everyone? Mr. Adam X, your host of the Pursuit Podcast, and I assume that you're listening on the Out of Collective, because it's the only place you can get it. What a year we have had at the Out of Collective, growing, forever growing. I can't, I'm like so thankful to be part of this whole thing. We've got John Kroom with Coffee and Van Chats. He took a little break. Uh, he's actually sailing with the America's Cup. He's moving to Brazil. He's got such a banger show. We have so many new episodes that are coming out. They're going to be so exciting. So I can't wait for that. Uh, Big Stick Energy, Tori and Renee. If you're not listening to that episode, you're wrong. Like if you're not listening to those, you're doing it wrong. They are so good at what they do. They are witty, sassy. And I love listening to the episodes because it's like, oh, I learned something today. And I think that's important. I think we should continue to learn. What a concept. OG, obviously, Adam Jabber. I don't know why you guys like that guy, but everyone likes him. We seem to love the Adam Jabber of the ski industry, out of bounds. He brought all this together. Ethan's behind the scenes, the producer. He's making it all work. And of course, we have Michelle Parker. Like, Michelle Parker is now a co-worker of mine that is an insane concept i don't think i could beat michelle parker at anything like she's better skier than me she's a better kickball player than me and then i was like you know maybe i could beat michelle in a fight and i don't think i can so like i don't know what that means take that with a grain of salt but what that does mean is you're listening to pursuit podcast i'm your host adam x Mr. Adam X, Adam Sourwine is my full name. The X is because I'm straight edge. Some people know that, some don't. Uh, obviously, if you have straight edge friends, they have X's everywhere. Straight edge means I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I love it. I'm a big fan of all of those things. They're just not for me. That being said, if anyone has any questions, thoughts, concerns, they want to talk about how to be sober in the ski industry. I'm here. I'm an open book. At Mr. MX is my Instagram. Easiest way to get a hold of me. I know there's a lot of pressures in the ski industry to maybe drink, maybe dabble in some other things. I'm here. I'm just saying it. It's a new year. It's coming up. This might be this is the last episode of the new year on the collective. So I'm here. I'm available to chat. I'm just throwing it out there. There's no pressure. I love you all. Before we actually get into the full episode here, I have to thank my sponsors this week. And really, let's I want to thank my sponsors for the year. This isn't possible with two things. Sponsors and you. The listener. No, it's corny. I'm not NPR. We don't want to ask you guys for money, but this is a lot of work. So, like, without these sponsors, this does not exist. So, when you're listening to these ads this year, next year, hopefully 10 years from now, remember how important they are and to support brands that support things you like. And I don't care if it's these brands specifically, if you like something and you see those sponsors on the side, they are making it happen. So, buy that backpack buy that van, buy that Sierra Nevada, buy that woodchuck cider, do it, buy that Deuter bag, buy that Mammut beacon, probe, shovel, <sighs> the list goes on, buy that rumple blanket, I got one wrapped around me right now because it's freezing in Buffalo, New York, buy those Fisher skis, buy those boots, I'm telling you, and the best thing is we don't work with anybody we don't like. We don't work with brands that we don't like. We only work with the brands that we love and that we believe in. So let me get into a couple ads, then we'll get into the full episode. This week's episode is sponsored by my friends over at Deuter. We've talked about how to announce it. Dude, it's Deuter. I I just got off, I just got back from touring. 
Did four or five laps. I don't want to brag. Feeling pretty good. I am loving my Freerider Pro 34 Plus. It's the size of a 34. It's got 10 extra liters of storage. You would never know. It's like a magic trip trick. I unzip the top. Boom. 10 liters of extra storage. I was just showing my friends it because I was bragging about it and they were looking for a new bag. It's a roll top. It hides away. You'd never even know it's there. Ugh, I can't talk about it. It's got hip fins with loops so I can put some Snickers bars and some carabiners on there like I'm ever going to use a carabiner out there, but I want them. Adjustable sternum belt, load adjustment straps, ice axe attachments, reinforced safety compartment for shovel, blade, and handle. What that means is there's a separate bag for your emergency gear, which is super important. Uh, different ways to carry your skis, A-frame, side carry, zipped access to the back so I don't have to throw my bag on the ground. I can get it without dropping it. PFC free. They care about the environment. It's like they have a promise for the planet and the people. The world is round, circular, and everything in it is connected into one giant circular system. We need to be honest. We don't want to greenwash the whole thing to make us feel better about ourselves. Our vision is much bigger than that. We'll call it Together for 360. Responsibility. And it represents the holistic, all-encompassing approach that Deuter takes into doing business sustainably. It's not always an easy path. It's certainly not the most direct one. But Deuter's convinced that it's an actual sustainable way to make bags, create like a better world. What a concept. Go check them out, deuter.com, D-E-U-T-E-R.com. And if anyone doesn't know how to pronounce it, remember, dude, it's Deuter. My second sponsor this week, Alpine Vans. Go to alpinevans.com, the ultimate winter ski van. I'm talking about the Cody. The one you've seen in the 50 Project. It's got the cool mountain graphics on it. It's four-wheel drive. It's got heat. It's got a heated closet. Plenty of tables and storage. Headliner shelf with curtains. 34-inch height, bed height, I think. I think that's the exact number, which means you can fit your bicycles underneath. Uh, fully insulated. Cedar ceilings. Tons of overhead compartments, storage, waterproof drying rack. This thing has it all. A full built electronic system. I'm telling you, I am not jealous of many vans because many of you know I'm in a van. And I am jealous of Alpine Vans, the Cody. It is everything I want my van to be. I'm calling my van the Adam, a.k.a. Pamela Vanderson, a.k.a. Stormy Vaniels. I can go forever with the van names. Go to alpinevans.com. Check them out. If you're in the market for a van, Todd over at Alpine Vans is doing it. He's doing it properly. He's building you vans to last. I mean, they're, it's real wood. It's not particle board. These things are built for when you need them, when it's negative 14 on the East Coast and you want to go skiing and stay warm, when you have your dog in the car. Like, this is what they're made for. Alpinevans.com. Check it out. Okay, that was a mouthful. Here's the best part of this episode. I am the guest. I will be taking... Oh, look at that. My audio just cut out perfectly because now we're into the episode. I'm your guest, Mr. Adam X. Tell me all about yourself. This episode, I'm just going to ramble. It could be 20 minutes. It could be 40 minutes. It's the end of the year. A lot of things happened. I've got some phone calls from friends, some frenemies... Obviously, there's a bunch of telemark talk. I'm going to answer the phone calls, rebuttal to them, and just have a conversation with myself. What does that look like? I'm not really sure. I don't really have anything written down, so I'm really just going to ramble. You guys can tell me if this episode sucks. I'd love to hear it. Obviously, it's not me interviewing Emily Harrington or Adrian or... Jeez, I don't know, Michaela Gatto. It's been such an insane year, and I'm just going to look back. I'm going to reflect on it. I'm going to talk about it. Maybe throw in some New Year's resolutions. Talk about life. I don't know. Let's get right into it. I want to talk about life because I, I, we brought it up, so let's talk about it. 
life is hard, people. And it sucks for everyone. And it's highs and lows. Just want everyone listening. Like, everyone's going through shit. If you need to talk to somebody, call them, text them, reach out. Don't be shy. I can be very abrasive. I know that. I'm learning. But I like to think about it like sandpaper. We're a little abrasive on the front end, but we come out smoother on the end. So don't be shy. Reach out to your friends. Help your family. And it's nice to be nice. So let's continue to be nice. I think with COVID, I think we're out of it for the most part. People got mean. And I think people forgot what it's like to be human and to interact. So if you take away nothing from this entire episode, other than just me being a narcissist and talking into a microphone while staring at a computer screen, take away, it's nice to be nice. If you've got some extra clothes that are just laying on your floor or sitting in a bag, don't throw them out. Donate them. If you're driving by somebody and they're stuck in a ditch, maybe ask them if they need help. If you got an old hat, old gloves, goggles, I'm just saying it's nice to be nice. And I think we need that more than ever. And if we're talking skiing, biking, there's employees out there who make this world turn. They, I mean, from the snowplow drivers that clear the hill or the streets so we can get to the hills to the groomers, even though I'm not a huge fan of the groomers because I want to ski powder, but we need them. Lifties, are you kidding me? It's like the most thankless job on the planet Earth. I can't get on a chairlift. I need lifties. That thing's going to hit me in the back of the head every time. So just be nice. Let's continue the trend of being nice. And it feels good. feels good to be nice. feels good to be thankful and grateful and open doors for people. Like what? I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. Uh, we just had a giant storm in Buffalo, New York. I'm talking blizzard warning. People died in the streets. Actually. That is an insane thing for me to grasp. I'm still working on putting, like, relating that in my brain because I was, I drove to my parents. I locked down. I have that comfort. Buffalo is an amazing city. This isn't a Buffalo podcast, but the way that most people, there's always a couple bad eggs, but bound together and the stories of the firemen and the policemen and the workers and the neighbors, that is how I want to be. And I hope that if you're listening, you're always willing, able to learn, listen and learn. Okay. That got a little deep. Let's take a phone call. Let's see what happens. Now that we're we're through that, we'll take a phone call. I'll rebuttal to it, and we'll see what happens. For the Pursuit Podcast and Mr. Adam X, this is Adam Dwyer. I am going to talk about East Coast representation in ski film. We all know the East Coast for its tough climate and, you know, its conditions are like a roller coaster, but the pride is huge. And when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's horrible. Um, but maybe in some ski, ski films, to capture the essence of really um, the love and the pride in skiing, wherever you are, I feel like maybe that's a, a place where more ski films could take advantage of capturing that uh, special spark of skiing. And... Um, you know, I just wonder, all the great ski films that Ski the East puts out there and all these really cool little zones and, you know, places in Vermont or even if it's it's in central New York near Snow Ridge or um, up in the Chick Chocks or something like that. I wonder if more ski films could maybe highlight that and kind of send more of a message to the greater ski community that you don't always have to go out west. I mean... Who doesn't want to ski out West Mountain 
and ski uh, into waist deep powder, but also capturing the true DNA of skiing is to its core on the East Coast and uh, the dedication that it takes to be an East Coast skier, but also, you know, when the conditions are good, it's great. And uh, there's a lot of really good things to admire about East Coast skiing, uh, especially when you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, take that any way you'd like. Okay. Adam, Dwyer, thank you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, you actually left me a couple voicemails, so I appreciate it. And full disclosure, Adam and I are homies, so take that with a grain of salt. East Coast representation on the in major ski films. I don't know why it's not done. I mean, it's the proof is in the pudding. Like, Ski the East created a brand purely off of that. And those guys are they're crushing it. I mean, they that ski clothing wouldn't have which is what they are now. They're a clothing brand and they're making movies again, which is exciting. But I don't I think I don't know. No, I don't know. It's it's hard. I think that's why they don't do it. I think if you go to Alaska, maybe it's a little predictable in some way. At least you know you'll have snow. I mean, again, to talk of this storm, we had 30, 40 inches this weekend and blizzard warnings, and it will now be 55 and sunny by the time you are all listening to this. So why don't the major ski brands talk or bring or do the East Coast thing? I think because it's hard. I think it's very unpredictable. I think a lot of the skiers are obviously out West. It's warmer. Filming is a little easier. Uh, if you've ever filmed on the East Coast, it is not an easy to do. But I don't know. I think Warren Miller hits that. Um, at least Warren Miller did hit that. I don't know what Warren Miller Entertainment is now doing. You know, we had the I Love or I Hate New York cruise. And I think it's just going to take that grassroots approach for, to get people to care about the East Coast again. And I think people care and we're diehards and it's the laugh and like, you know, it's a, it is a weird thing because the West is better. The snow is better. It's softer. The mountains are bigger. But they have traffic. They have a lot more avalanches. But as to why they are not in the mainstream media, I think it's just work. I think it's a lot of work. I think it's very unpredictable. I think the zones are less. So, like, you know a good zone that could be in, but maybe you can't get there in time. You know, everyone thinks Tux. Tux is amazing, but there's way cooler places to ski. As to why, I don't know. Let's put it out there. If anyone's listening and you think you know the answer as to why mainstream or big ski films aren't coming here to do it let us know leave a comment on something call leave a voicemail uh, the number i will leave in the in the show notes here but i think i think it's going to take a big skier a big name skier to come here and film a segment i think the skiers have a lot of pull and they can say you know i grew up in maine and i want to go and ski these resorts i think we're seeing that pop up uh, you know, there's Blizzard's doing a lot of movies that, you know, New England films. They just did one where the dude rode his bike from Portland, Maine. Sorry, I'm forgetting his name right now, but uh, rode his bike from Portland, Maine to Tux and then skied Tux and then rode his bike home. I think, you know, that is what we're going to see these little passion projects pop up because that's what East Coast is. So my rebuttal really is like, I don't want them here. I want you guys to think this place sucks because I don't know. I skied knee deep powder all day and I did zero competition because the East coast sucks. So that's, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. I think it's, if we put it two on the map, maybe it won't be as great for us and the people who know, know, and the West coast is great. Everyone knows that. And ski these did it. It's a working model. 
those guys are selling a lot of t-shirts and hats and it's a lot of work to make ski films but i don't think ski the east the brand would exist without those ski films but i do miss them well first off thanks i want to thank adam uh for calling leaving a voicemail it makes this part a little easier a little more fun uh and i like that question i think it's fun i don't know the answer obviously i just talked about it but what I will or do or whatever want to say, I think ski films are coming back. Like Nexus, The Approach, Daymaker, Day Tripper, Daymaker. I think it's Day Tripper. I think they're coming back. We did a couple ski movie premieres this this year in Ellicottville, and people are there. People are out. I don't know if it's because we were locked in a box, but. I felt like ski films were kind of on the down. And I I do not think they are anymore. I think they are on the up. I think people care. People want to watch people ski. My question is, though, is like, do we want a more relatable film? Like, do I want to watch a pro skier jump out of a helicopter? Or do you guys want to watch me like struggle up 400 foot of vertical and then ski boot top powder as if it's neck deep. Just throwing it out there. Uh, I'm available for hire. If anyone's looking for like a relatable skier, that could be me. Like, oh, that guy sucks. Oh yeah, that's me. Check it out. I'm there. I don't know. I think ski films are making a comeback. I've got some FOMO from like the movie premieres this year. I saw them in Jackson popping off and there was one in San Francisco. Like it, I think ski movies are back. This is not an ad, but I got to talk about my new Fisher skis. It's Ranger one or twos are, they're good. They are good. I'm going to say they're great. Like they do everything. Soft snow, no problem. Hard snow, riot. And I want to say thank you to Fisher Skis for believing in this podcast, believing in Adam Jabber and what he's doing at The Collective. This kind of sounds like an ad, and maybe it is, because they're the title sponsor of this show. And I just want to say thank you, people of Fisher, for believing in me and believing in what we do here at The Collective. Let's take another phone call. Hey, this question's for Adam Sauerwein. Uh, it's kind of a two-part question. Uh, first part is, why do you ski in ankle socks made of cotton? And uh, the second part of that question is, what are you thinking? Listen, Corey. Or, oh, this is anonymous. I would ski barefoot if I could get my feet out of my socks. Uh, cotton ankle socks. It's a hot topic here. I have been skiing in no-show cotton ankle socks for over 12 years. My feet don't get cold. My feet are comfortable. And they work. And I think that's what we are all missing in the ski industry. There's a lot of people, a lot of opinions, including my opinions. But they're opinions. You have to do what works for you. If you're in the backcountry, maybe you need snacks the whole time. Some people don't drink water. I mean, we all need water, but... You have to do what works for you. So that is my why. I will say I've converted. I can still get by. I can still do it. But I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be better about what I have. Um, having a nice pair of socks. Actually, I have heated socks now. So I've gone like full 180 from what I've done before. But yeah, I don't know. You just have to find the system that works for you. Cotton kills, I know. I don't. I just, they just work. I don't know. I like the thinnest, low, no show. My socks don't bunch. I'm a psychopath. So that's why. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Come on. That's hot. Yeah, Arnold and Paris have some things to say about that too. I just am how I am. I I do. I am going to take a stance on that. Like you got to do what works for you and just be you. I think individuality is what made this sport. Not saying my socks make me a crazy individual, but 
there's so much pressure with what to wear and what to do and tall tees and I'm bringing back tall tees and that's what I'm going to do. Let's talk New Year's resolutions. Does anyone have any? What are you thinking? And like, are you actually going to do it? I want a plank. That's what I actually want to do. I'm getting some love handles. I need to get rid of them. I want to be more efficient in everything that I do. Uh, so it's not 6 p.m. on the night that my podcast is supposed to be out. That it's done. I want to wake up earlier. I want to drink less coffee. And I'm going to start smoking cigarettes. So you got to have some realistic goals. Some things you're going to do. Some things you're not going to do. You guys can figure out which ones I'm going to do. What I'm not going to do. It's not up to me. It's up to y'all. And I just want to like. This is nothing to do with your New Year's resolution. But if you see somebody living in a van. Like that's like entering like and you knock on their door like I'm open come say hi do the damn thing like I'm please say hello it's one of my favorite things when people like but like realize that I probably pooped within like six feet of your face in the last hour if it's the morning because I'm in the van and that's that's what you have to do so like you're imagine if I just walked into your bathroom and your kitchen and your living room and your bedroom and your podcast studio all at the same time. Just something to think about next time you barge in on somebody who's, who's living in their van. Don't press your face up against the window. They're probably in there. It's the worst fishbowl I've ever been in. It's like an aquarium for poor people. I don't know if that's proper to say. It's an aquarium. Well, the rich people are on the outside who go to their chalets, and then I'm the poor person. So just, just have some... Have some decency. Uh, there, I'm in here. A lot of my friends are in vans. We love it. Come say hi. Ask questions. But like, realize we're in it. This is like where, like, I was naked two minutes ago, and now I'm fully dressed and talking to all of you. So keep that in mind next time you run up on your friend in a van. This is the part of the podcast where I take phone calls from telemark skiers so i haven't really listened to them i know they said telemark in the beginning so we're gonna see where we go here folks my apologies in advance i hope i got the right line for bitching about tele skiers but uh i just wanted to share that both my brother and i have worked in the ski industry for a good 14 to 10 years between the two of us and uh Teleskiers are without the, a doubt the absolutely most obnoxious people to deal with um, within the retail community. They never want to spend the money on new equipment and they never ever want to try to like actually put more money into like the their sport. But um, so much so that when I called my brother the other day, I passed a uh, bunch of people outside of Freebin outside our local ski, my local ski shop here in Bozeman and uh, overheard them. I called him up and I was like, Hey, guess, guess what all four of these guys are scrounging for in the free bin. He's like, telemark gear. And I'm like, fucking telemark gear, all of them. So, you know, it's a great sport. I'd do it. I, I love telemark skiing, but the vast majority of them aren't willing to spend the money on, uh, on the equipment, which makes people not want to make it. It sucks. That's not. Oh, we got Rick rolled there, folks. Thank you for calling. I talk a lot of trash on Telemark skiers, and I do that because I do believe some of the things I say. I know, I mean, not everyone has money, so that's part of it. But I do think that we're never going to get innovations in our sport if we not if we are not consumers. That being said, there's a lot of old school Telemark skiers out there who just like 75 mil and and duck bill and i get it and i think if they gave ntn an actual chance man this sounds way deeper than it is but i think they would evolve i think they would enjoy it i just think they don't we're just stubborn and and i do i i really truly do believe that like if we don't continue to buy boots and support these brands that they will not exist um, you know, 
it seems cool. Like we just do the used market and that's really fun and great. And like, I've got my three pins and I've got leathers, but I also have NTNs. I've got all X's. I've got, I sold my links, but I've had links. I bought, I bought them at retail. I've got the Bishop BMFMR, BF, BM, BMFR. I've got it. I paid money for it. If they come out with a new boot, I will buy it. I'm an Alpine skier and I'll buy it because I like telemark skiing. I think the sport is fantastic. I I just don't, I don't understand. I don't, I, I like being cheap. I like keeping things for a long time, but I also like supporting. It's what I talked about in the beginning. You have to support things that you love. So if 22 Designs made one of the favorite, your favorite binding they've ever made, maybe it's a hammerhead. You should support them and get an Outlaw. Get an Outlaw X. Try it. Adjust them. Tinker with them. That's what we do. We're Telemark skiers. I know. NTN. No telly no. Or not Telemark. What? I don't care what you want to say. But, like, imagine being an Alpine skier or, a, let's say, a backcountry skier and only running your free 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 rides. Like, we've evolved. We have better gear. It's going to take you a minute. It's not, you're not going to learn it in a second. It's different. But you know what those, that, that NTN does? It allows you to power a big ski. It allows you to lay an edge. Like hard. Maybe not even skid a turn. I know that's a hard concept. Not skidding your turns. But I love Telemark. I love the skiers. We're all cheap in our own ways. So I don't want to say they're cheap, but. I don't want to say they're the worst people because I'm one of them. So maybe I maybe that's true. But I just want everyone listening or who's going to pull one sound clip and tear me apart in a Facebook group. It comes back to community. I've had more conversations with Telemark skiers in the last two months by making fun of it than I did when I supported it wholeheartedly. I met people who pretended to be nice and weren't. And now I've met a lot of people who were mean and turned out to be really nice. So let's just be nice. And I get it. It's like being, here's an inappropriate term, the redheaded stepchild. I get it. But we're just skiing. We're just sliding on snow. And like, I don't know, snowboarders, aid on skiers, spray skiers. It's all love, my friends. We're all borrowing things from other people. And Telemark, the new school kids of Telemark are insane. And they're supporting it. And that's what we need. The old heads will always be the old heads. And that's okay. So they're not the worst people in the world. They're just cheap. Some because financially, some because they're stubborn. We're just sliding on snow. Let's all just have fun. But, like, maybe we do, you know, we need shops to support it. We have to do telemark demos. And people like CJ at Telecolo, Tele Colorado, whatever you want to call it, those are the people that are going to change this sport. Telecraw. I've never met that guy in my life. I've had more conversations with him. We've laughed. Our, we've laughed. It's been phenomenal, this community. There will always be the people who will be mad. There will always be the people who just die hard old school. That's fine. We can have it. I don't want to stereotype a whole genre of people. We're just skiing. I'm like, I've created this monster. I'm talking about Telemark. And I wish I could I could kill it, but I can't. And I want to continue the conversation. Telemark is supposed to be fun. But like let's let's support the brands that support us. Scarpa, they're the only ones doing it. Unless you want to be in an old Scott boot. And they're doing it. They don't need to, but they're doing it. So like Crispy, buy some boots, try some things, be a consumer. I think my next call is actually about Telemark, so let's just hop right into that one as well. I'm here to talk about Telemark skiing. I just want to say thanks, Adam. I'm glad that uh, someone makes fun of us and makes it fun. We, uh, we wouldn't have as much fun without without you. We need we need people to keep uh keep us less serious. So keep up the great work and uh I'll keep uh not taking anything too seriously. 
You're uh, you're pretty great. Thanks, brother. Hell yeah. That guy Fox, dude. You guys hear that? Hell yeah. No, but for real, this is the attitude we need. And who am I? I don't know. I'm just a guy. I kind of have a platform, so I'm going to try to use it for good. But he is right. We are taking ourselves too, including myself. Who am I? It's all fun. And I just hope that we can carry some of that attitude into the new year. About telemark skiing. We're having fun. We're sliding on snow, people. Oh. Oh, that was a fun one. Let's see let's see what we have next here. Uh hi. Um I'm calling for a damn sourween or sourween or whatever how whatever it is. Um I'm a I'm a telemark skier and you know, I, I heard that you do interventions for telemark skiers and I, I think I might need one. Um I I ever since I started telemark skiing I just can't stop. It's I only stop when there's no snow when I can't. It's kind of like a, um, a sickness. It's an obsession. Uh, what can I do? Help me, Adam Sorween. You're my only. You're my only hope. <laughs> Help me, damn sour sourween. Please. You know, I know a cry for help when I hear one. And I'm telling you, friend, I'm here for you. First thing you can do, get a job. Go to your favorite telemark dealer. There's only four of them in the U.S. probably at this point. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, go to Free Hill Life, Josh Madsen. If you're on the East Coast, there's a couple of us, but I'm going to tell you to go to the City Garage. You can talk to me. You can talk to Trey Klaus. Buy something. It's a crazy thing. It's a cra- That's the first thing you do is you buy something if you're a telemark skier. I'm not trying to get rid of you. I just want you to consume a little bit. But keep doing it. Keep having fun. Keep talking about it. But, you know, maybe don't talk about it. I thought that was the best when I was a f- uh, F- FTT, full-time teleskier. I never mentioned it. I just let my my skidding turns talk for themselves. You know, I didn't I didn't bend my knee in the lift line. I think that's when the real when the real problem exists. Or like if you if someone tells a joke, you don't think it's funny. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm wrong. But it, I'm 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 beating a dead horse here. It's just fun. We're just sliding. I don't talk like if I sit on the trailer for the snowboarder, I'm not like, oh, what is that thing? So why are we doing that to telemark skiers? And why are telemark skiers like, oh, you telemark ski? Like, I don't go up to every alpine skier, and I'm just, like, obsessed that they alpine ski. Like, I get it. But it's like waving at the person with the same car. I get it. But maybe it's just not for me. Hey, Jabba. Hey, Adam. Telecraw here. Just giving you a call about some telemark skis. Uh, a couple of questions. You know, I was out yesterday on my 212s, Carhu XCDs with the old A-Solo a boots, you know, buds. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of made the realization that if we're trying to increase accessibility to snow sports, you know, those skis were 18 bucks and the boots were 25 I don't think you can slide on snow for cheaper than that, you know. I think if we get people back on some of this vintage equipment, might be able to really increase accessibility to uh, snow sports and telemark as a whole. So... I think I think everybody sh- everybody should go out to their local Goodwill, Value Village, Thriftway, whatever you got, and you should just buy all the tele gear you can, and give it give it to your friends, and go ski with them, because that's what it's all about. Anywho, love you guys. Just thought I'd give you a quick ring, quick telecraft update, as they say. Uh, yeah, support small business too. That's good. So if you got a telemark shop or a shop that sells telemark, go buy it from them. And if not, precisely. Anyway, cheers, guys. <laughs> oh, Telecraw popping in on the on the voicemails. I got here's an idea, Telecraw. You just go out to like, you know, Friday if that's your trash week, just grab a couple trash cans and scheme down the hill too. Like is that is that where we're at with these ideas, Telecraw? No, he's right. He is right. And I will say it, it's cheap, it's accessible, but
But like also at the end, support small. And you want to be humbled? Go get yourself some leather three pins, some leather boots and some three pins and get your butt kicked on your local hill. I think there's room for all of it. I really do. Telly Craw, I love all that you do. And I get what you're saying. I can't disagree. I really can't. And I don't know. I feel like I've said this a couple times from the last couple calls, so I don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, anything that gets you outside, I am a huge fan of. Uh, sledding, power surfing, telemark skiing, alpine skiing, snowboarding, snowballs. I don't care. Go outside. Even the, I don't even. I don't care about the NFL at all. But I see seventy thousand people go out in a snowstorm. I love that. It's crazy to me that that's what gets you outside. But I think if everyone got outside a little bit more, the world would be a better place. And everyone would maybe sympathize with other people who maybe are not outside by choice. Maybe. So, Telly Craw, thanks for the phone call. I can't wait to make some turns with you on some three pins. And I think we should all just go out and have fun. It's time. For a Woodchuck Cider break, Woodchuck's Hard Cider, go to woodchuck.com. I thought it would take me somewhere else. It doesn't. It takes me to Woodchuck. Woodchuck Hard Cider. They have all the facts on cider, why they make cider, how, what it takes to make it. It's all science. I don't understand it. It's on there, woodchuck.com. They've got so many different flavors. I'm telling you, like if you're into hard ciders, even if you're not into hard ciders, go to woodchuck.com. Certain states, you can buy the cider Right online, they'll ship it to your house. They've got rosé, sangria, persecco, a Granny Smith apple cider, hard cider. Are you kidding me? They sell variety packs, blueberry, mimosas, sangria. I feel like I'm in that Step Brothers film. Sangria, amber, Granny Smith, mimosa. Uh, Berry Snap, they sell a brunch box. I'm telling you, they have all of your needs. Go to woodchuck.com, check out all their hard ciders. And I really dig in the history. Like, if you go to Cider 101, you can check out the Woodchuck story. They talk about their roots, where they're from, how they became, you know, humble beginnings from 91 to 95. And then they really started getting into it and digging deep. It's the original hard cider, woodchuck.com. Check it out. Okay, I think we've all, we've talked about Telemark enough. I don't know. I don't know how I got, I mean, I know how I got put on this hill, but I'm choosing to die on it. And I really just want everyone to have fun. I don't want to talk about Telemark anymore. So let's get into something new here. I got one more phone call to take and then we'll run from there. Hey, this is for Adam at the pursuit. Um, I'm here to air my grievance of skiing and the snowboard world. Um, it's a very expensive sport. I know that. Um, but goggles are too much money. We shouldn't be spending $300, $400 on these pair of goggles that I'm just going to wipe with my glove anyways when they get icy or wet. And I'm going to scratch them up instantly. They should be like 20 bucks, disposable. You should just throw them out every couple of rides. You just throw them out and you get a new pair. I understand everything's expensive in the ski world. It's kind of part of it. Sometimes you're getting what you pay for, but goggles shouldn't be $400 and I'm mad about it. Oh, this is a hot take. All right. I, I'm stumped. I don't like the disposable thing though. Like, can we do a better wire goggles three to four hundred dollars i don't know it's your eyes it protects them ideally but yeah we just like i wipe my snots on my gloves and then i wipe my gloves on my face and my goggles and i scratch my lens and then it's like this endless cycle but i don't i'm not mad about it but i also don't i don't want disposable goggles i just want good quality goggles at an affordable price but I think we do this to ourselves. There are affordable goggles. We just choose not to wear them because we want to be cool. We want to have the cool brands. We want to have the same, you know, we want to have the same pro model of our favorite skier or snowboarder. So I just, I don't know the answer. I am mad. What is your solution? What are you doing? Are you still buying these? Are you not buying them? What's the solution? Disposable is not the answer. That freaks me out. But like... 
I don't know. Affordable goggles. Maybe this is your calling. Caller. Anonymous caller. Friend. Let's not be mad. Let's let's only solutions. No more problems. Only solutions. But I'm listening. I am listening. Wow, that's the first. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast just by myself, just rambling. It seems really easy, and I don't know. I have no idea how I did. Like, tell me, be on. Don't be mean, but be honest. Tell me how I did. Let me know. I'm unsure. This is fun. This is fun for me. I mean, maybe I should have topics and I can just talk about them. The phone calls are great. Obviously, we get in the telemark hole. I mean, my biggest takeaway for this whole year is I'm very fortunate. I've met some amazing people. I've interviewed some amazing... Like, I'm in the same hypothetical room with Conrad Anchor interviewing him. That is insane. I'm forever fortunate to be in this position. I'm forever fortunate for my friends and my family and people I haven't met yet who listen to this show. Uh, I have to thank Adam Jabber, which is really weird. I have to thank Ethan, which is really weird. Because they're my friends, but they're also my co-workers. And they gave me this platform. They gave me this opportunity. Things I'm looking forward to this year. Learning. Continuing to learn. I don't care what it is, what it's about. I need to learn. I want to continue to learn. I want to never be too proud. I don't ever want to be the expert. I want to get better at skiing. I want to get better at mountain biking. I want, like, I want to do these things. I want to travel. I want to see. I want to touch stuff. Because if you forgot... Two, three years ago, it all got pulled from us. They can get pulled again. So take advantage of every day. Call your friends. You know, call an old friend from high school and go get a coffee. Like that, that's what life's about. Say yes to things. Do more. Take risks. Be safe, but take risks. This was a risk. This podcast was a risk for me. So far, it's great. I don't know what the future holds. But that's the best, that's the beauty, is we don't know. We have no idea. Be nice to your local lifty. Don't be a jerk on the internet. But be honest. These ski resorts need to know how we feel about things. But we don't have to be rude about it. Behind the social media curtain, there's friends, brothers, moms, dads. That's who's working every day getting their butts kicked to make an experience for you. So keep that in mind as we roll into the holiday season. It's nice to be nice. Hug your friends. I got to work on that. I'm not a hugger. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's maybe it's a little bit of a rant there, but I'm just I'm just really trying to be a better human this year. I'm trying to have fun, interesting conversations. I want to get to know these athletes. I want them, I want you to finish listening to my episode and be like, wow, I would have a nice cold soda with that person. Or maybe you wouldn't, but I want you to know. I want to break the mold of the typical interview. I want to know what their favorite color is and what they do with a penguin if they found it in the freezer. I don't care where they were born. Sometimes I do. That's my goal for this year. That's what I want to do. I want to be better. I want to learn. I want to ask better questions. I want to get smarter. I want to continue to grow. I want to meet everyone on the planet. And yeah, everyone's got a story. And I want to hear it. When I started this, I called it The Pursuit. And that's from an old ski, not old, but seven years, maybe seven years old now. Uh, a short film that I made with my friend Corey Potter. I had a school bus. I called it The Pursuit. And now that's rolling in to what I'm doing now. So now this podcast is called The Pursuit. And what The Pursuit is, the pursuit is life. And it's your pursuit. What is your pursuit? Where are you going? What are you doing? What is your plan? If you don't have one, that's okay. Because I don't. I'm just rolling with it. I'm staying healthy. I continue to pay my bills. That's important. Got to do it. Continue to learn. Continue to grow. But that's my pursuit. And I hope that in 30 years I can look back and be like, wow, that was one hell of a, that was one hell of a life. So 
if anyone's listening, this is your this is your window. This is your opportunity. If you're thinking about asking for that raise, do it. Promotion, do it. Be the person you thought you were going to be. I'm not saying that's easy, but I know that if I, if my 16-year-old self met 36-year-old self, he'd be fucking hyped. And I still got growing up to do. I hope I'm not in the same position as I am this time next year. I hope I've, I'm growing. Well, besides my love handles, but I hope I hope my brain is growing. I hope my friendships are growing. My relationships growing. And I just I hope I'm I'm not too scared to take the next leap. Hypothetical leap. To speak my mind. Tell my friends when I'm mad. Not be rude, but tell them so that they can learn. Tell my coworkers when I'm bothered. I'm not comfortable with the situation. Money, money's always hard, but we need it. So if you think you're worth more, ask for more. And if that company doesn't want to pay you more, find a new company that will. Because know yourself. Believe in yourself. You know, we I've been watching football all weekend, so we believe in all these football players. Never met any of them. I've got, I know more people in Buffalo who have more faith in Josh Allen than they do in themselves. And that, that bums me out a little bit. If you can't believe in yourself, how can you believe in anybody else? It's in you. So, this is Mr. Adam X. This is conversations with myself and a couple friends and family that called in. Strangers that called in. This could be the last podcast you listen to for, for the year. So, January 1 doesn't mean anything. It's just another day. But, Reset. Give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. Make some moves. Do it. And I hope I can do it too. So, Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. I can't say that enough. Thank you to every guest ever been on this show from episode one to 91 91 episodes 91 people humans strangers that took an hour to talk to me so that you all could listen that is a crazy concept i will never take that for granted thank you i hope i continue to provide something that you all enjoy listening to reach out at Mr. Adam X, questions, thoughts, concerns, I'm there. Happy to listen, happy to chat, gear talk, human talk, guest talk. If you if you want to hear a guest, let me know. I want to have great conversations with great people. That's my pursuit. What's your pursuit?